Well, good morning. It is Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Can I just say how much I really do appreciate you coming every day? I can't tell you how much. I really do. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet or X to me or whatever you want to call it. Uh, they changed the tweet button. Now it says post. Uh, you can post to me uh, questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. Uh, I think I, we're, we're going to start, of course, as we usually do with the uh, war in Ukraine. Uh, I think we should uh, just take out his train. That's what we should do. No, I'm not talking about Putin. Unfortunately, the U.S. doesn't do stuff like that, and uh, his sister would just take his place. Yeah, now you think you know who I'm talking about. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un may travel to Russia to meet President Vladimir Putin for discussions on potential uh, a potential deal to supply Moscow with weapons for the Ukraine war. Yesterday, National Security Council spokesperson Adrian Watson said that arms negotiations between Russia and North Korea are actively advancing. After Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shogu visited Pyongyang in July in an attempt to convince it to sell artillery ammunition to uh, Moscow. As she said, we have information that Kim Jong-un expects these discussions to continue to include leader-level diplomatic engagement in Russia. Uh, South Korean's National Intelligence Service said today it is closely monitoring the possibility of Kim Jong-un visiting Russia soon. Uh, the Kremlin declined to comment on the claim. Uh, uh, Kremlin uh, spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov told journalists, we have nothing to say on the subject. In 2019, uh, Kim made his first trip to Russia as the leader of North Korea and traveled from Pyongyang to Vladivostok on an armored green train. Uh, going by train is the preferred mode of travel for the dear leader. Uh, like I said, I think we should take out the train, but we don't do that. Um, where was I? Mm. Ah, here we go. Uh, earlier this month, the U.S. Treasury imposed sanctions on three entities accused of being uh, tied to arms deals between North Korea and Russia. Uh, National Security Council spokesman uh, John Kirby told reporters last week, since Shogu's July visit, a second delegation of Russian officials have visited Pyongyang for further discussions on a potential deal with Putin and Kim uh, have exchanged letters uh, pledging to increase their bilateral cooperation. North Korea delivered infantry rockets and missiles into Russia for use by Wagner forces late last year, and the potential deal being discussed would provide Russian troops with much more weapons. Kirby said under these potential deals, Russia would receive significant quantities and multiple types of munitions from the DPRK, which the Russian military plans to use in Ukraine. Uh, these potential deals could also include provisions of raw materials that would assist Russia's defense industrial base. Uh, Kirby said 
that the U.S. would take direct san- uh, direct action to sanction any entities involved in a potential deal and urging Pyongyang to cease the, ne- the uh, negotiations. Uh, of course, they won't listen. Uh, yesterday, uh, Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shogu said Russia was also discussing holding joint military exercises with North Korea. Shogu told reporters, we are discussing it with everyone, including the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Why not? These are our, our neighbors. You don't choose your neighbors, and it's better to live in peace and harmony with your neighbors. Which is funny coming from someone who invaded their neighbor Ukraine and murdered hundreds of thousands of people. Well, maybe not hundreds. Maybe, what, 70,000? I don't know how many. I don't know. There's different numbers. All over the place, there's different numbers. Uh, Who would have thought Cuba would be upset about Russia? I mean, they are friends. Uh, The Cuban Foreign Ministry says it uncovered a human trafficking ring aimed at recruiting Cubans to fight for Russia in its war in Ukraine. It said that Cubans living in Russia and even some in Cuba have been incorporated into the military forces taking part in the war in Ukraine. Cuba is a close ally of Russia, but it stressed in a statement it does not form part of the conflict in Ukraine. A Russian newspaper uh, Ryazan Gazette has since reported that Cubans living in Russia had joined Russian combat forces fighting in Ukraine in exchange for pro- for a promise to receive Russian citizenship. While it is not clear if the Cuban Foreign Ministry statement is linked to the reports in the Ryazan Gazette, it states that Cuba has a firm and clear historical position against the use of mercenaries. A statement published on formerly known as Twitter by Cuban Foreign Minister Bruno Rodriguez says, We will act decisively against those who engage in human trafficking with the aim of recruiting Cuban citizens to bear arms in any country, adding that Cuba was using the force of the law to counter uh, attempts to recruit its citizens. A German arms maker, Deal Defense, uh, plans to significantly ramp up production of its Iris-T missile defense system as demand grows due to Russia's war on in Ukraine. Uh, Chief Program Officer uh, uh, Harold Bushchuk uh, told reporters that in 2025, the company plans to build at least eight systems, up from three to four systems this year. Missile production will also be tripled this year and will be doubled next year with an expected output of about 400 to 500 missiles for 2024. Russia is complaining about those cool cardboard Australian drones. Uh, And they are pretty cool. Uh, Foreign Ministry spokesperson Maria Zakharova said, As it turns out, Australian drones are actually used to strike targets in Russia. Zakharova was responding to a question about a report last week about Australian drones to attack an airfield in Kursk. She also accused the Australian government of enthusiastically contributing to the anti-Russian campaign directed from Washington while trying to hide from public opinion. The the unenviable circumstances indicating that Australia is increasing being drawn into the conflict in Ukraine. Yes, that's what she said. Putin has called Ukraine's counteroffensive against Russia 
uh, Russian forces a failure as Key's Ministry of Defense has reported further gains on the front lines around the eastern city of Bakhmut in the Donetsk region. Uh, speaking at a news conference with Turkish uh, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the guy that sounds like a Lord of the Rings villain, uh, in the Black Sea resort of Sochi, Putin denied reports of recent battlefield gains by Ukraine and said Kyiv's forces were not just bogged down, but their advance has failed. Russia's state news agency TASS quoted Putin as saying, the Ukrainian counteroffensives has failed, not stalled. Uh, me think, me thinks thou dost protest too much, or is it thou dost protest too much, me thinks. Uh, the propaganda continued. Minister of Defense Sergei Shogu says Ukraine's counteroffensives has been completely unsuccessful, but the situation in the part of the Zaporizhian region that Russia controls is tense. The Ministry of Defense quoted Shogu as saying, Shogu as saying, Ukraine's armed forces have not achieved their goals on any front. The most tense situation is that on the Zaporizhia front. The enemy has engaged brigades from its strategic reserve, whose personnel have been trained by Western instructors. During a call with military leaders, Shogu said, Since the beginning of the so-called offensive, enemy losses have exceeded 66,000 people and 7,600 weapons. He added that Russian combat crews have downed 159 HIMARS missiles in, the, in a month, more than 1,000 aerial drones, and 13 cruise missiles. Shogu said, trying to hide the failure of the offensive, uh, Ukrainian militants attack civilian targets and pass off these terrorist attacks as military victories. Now, I will say Ukraine is having a tough time, but they are advancing here and there. However, they have lost uh, um, some uh, of the line uh, elsewhere. So, you know, it's porous back and forth. Ukraine seems to have the edge. Uh, Russian forces fighting in southern Ukraine have allegedly destroyed a British-supplied Challenger 2 tank for the first time. Uh, Vladimir Rogov, a Russian-installed official in the Zaporizhia region, said on Telegram that a Challenger 2 had been set on fire during fighting near the southeastern village of Rubatny. Uh Russia's Ministry of Defense says at least three Ukrainian drones have been shot down in the latest attempt by Kyiv to attack sites in Moscow. The ministry said air defense systems destroyed two drones over the Kaluga and Tiver regions, which border the Moscow region. <clears throat> a third was shot down closer to the Russian capital over the Istra district of the Moscow region. Uh, one person was killed and one wounded due to the Ukrainian shelling in Russia's Belgorod region. The local governor, uh, Vyacheslav Gladkov, said as a result of the repeated shelling of the village of Kozinka, Gravron Urban District, a civilian was killed. Uh, Leonid Alexandrovich died from his wounds on the spot even before the arrival of the ambulance. Another person was wounded. A woman received a mine explosive injury and shrapnel wounds to her thighs. I'm wondering how she could have gotten a mine industry when Ukraine does not mine Russia. So that doesn't make sense. Uh, remember that helicopter pilot that defected uh, from Russia to Ukraine last month? We did the story. In an interview, he explained how he planned his defection and why he felt uh, compelled to do so. He said, I contacted representatives of the Ukrainian intelligence, explained my situation, to which they offered this opinion. 
Come on, we guarantee your safety, uh, guarantee new documents, guarantee monetary compensation, a reward. Uh, the head of Ukraine's defense intelligence, Kirillo Budinov, told Radio Liberty at the time, we were able to create conditions to get his whole family out undetected and eventually create the conditions so that he could take over this aircraft with a crew that did not know what was happening. In the interview, the pilot also pushed back against Russian misinformation about the invasion of Ukraine. He said, the truth is there are no Nazis or fascists here. It's a real disgrace what is happening here. Murder, tears, blood. People are simply killing each other. That's all I can make of this and I don't want to be part of it. What is going on now is simply the genocide of the Ukrainian people, both Ukrainian and Russian. The motivation for my action was not uh, was to not contribute to these crimes. Ukraine will unequivocally win this war simply because the people are very united. Before they were not like this, but now they are very unified. The whole world is helping them because first and foremost, Human life should be valued. Uh, good words from a pilot, right? Uh, the pilot also urged other Russians in the military to defect to Ukraine. Uh, he said, you'll be provided for uh, for the rest of your lives. You will be offered a job everywhere. No matter what you do, you'll simply discover a world of colors. I suppose that's something in the translation. Uh, Budinov said, uh, the uh, intelligence uh, lead said, Budinov, uh, no one has done this before, but I hope we can now scale it up. He's hoping other people will do it. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. The Senate returns today, just in time for Republicans to gum up everything by causing a government shutdown at the end of the month. Next week, when the House returns, they will find a way to blame the credit downgrade on the administration. Right? Remember that happened. For now, the Senate will craft a short-term funding bill that can pass before federal agencies run out of money on September 30th. They will have to deal with Mitch McConnell and his lapses that have called into question his leadership. Uh, once the House is back, that gives them less than three weeks. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, have both said they uh, support passing a current resolution through sometime this fall to allow more time for Congress to negotiate long-term spending bills. McConnell said, honestly, it's a pretty big mess. He predicted Congress could pass a short-term bill even amid fights over the long-term spending levels. Uh, McCarthy and House Republicans have insisted on spending cuts that would violate an existing agreement uh, that McCarthy uh, struck with President Biden during the fight over the debt limit. In a letter to his Senate colleagues, Schumer warned, we cannot afford the brinkmanship or hostage taking we saw from House Republicans earlier this year when they pushed our country to the brink of default to appease the most extreme members of their party. The Biden administration last week publicly pushed for a current resolution and released de a detailed list of items it wanted to be part of any spending stopgap stop package. Uh, McCarthy's job is complicated by the recent position taken by the House Freedom Caucus to issues, uh, issue a series of demands in return for supporting any current resolution. Also, they can have him taken out as leader. 
one of their demands is to defund the prosecution of Donald Trump. Yes, I'm not kidding. One conservative member of the House Appropriations Committee, Representative Andrew Clyde from Georgia, announced he would propose an amendment to defund any federal prosecution of any major presidential candidate before an election. Now think about that. If you think about it, it would invite criminals under indictment to run for president. And it would not stop three of the cases that are not federal, right? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the Biden administration is asking for funding in the current resolution. Uh, the head of the Federal Emergency Management Agency warned that the relief fund was down by uh, 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 down to roughly $3 billion following a string of natural disasters natural disasters caused by global warming. Uh, the money could be wiped out by the end of the summer, so there's mounting pressure on Congress to replenish it. Uh, the Biden administration asked for another $4 billion on top of the $12 billion they asked for earlier this summer before Hurricane Idalia hit south, uh, southeastern states and the Maui's fire uh, broad impact was assessed. The administration also asked for $20 billion for Ukraine, for weapons and humanitarian assistance. Uh, there's bipartisan support for continuing aid for the war, but a significant block of conservatives, mostly in the House, uh, oppose approving any additional money. These, this is that, that Freedom Caucus. So uh, top leaders will face an effort to split it off from disaster money, uh, lower the amount, or attach strings. They, they, they'll do all sorts of stuff to stop, stop it. Uh, there, the, I promise you, we're going to default and it's going to be a problem for everybody. Everybody's credit card is going to shoot up because of that. Uh, Ex-Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario is expected to be sentenced today if he hasn't already. Uh, after a delay last week, uh, Tario was one of four Proud Boys found guilty of seditious conspiracy in May. Federal prosecutors are seeking a sentence of 33 years in federal prison, although U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly sentenced Tario's co-defendants to much lower terms, uh, though he's the lead. Uh, last week, Joe Biggs was sentenced to 17 years, Zachary Rail to 15 years, and Ethan Nordian to 18 years, uh, tying with Oath, Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes for the longest sentence given to the January 6th defendant so far. Uh, Proud Boy... Dominic Pizzola, the fifth defendant in the seditious conspiracy trial, was found not guilty of the top charge of seditious conspiracy, but found guilty on other charges. He was sentenced to 10 years. Otario uh, was not present at the Capitol at, during the insurrection. He was arrested about 48 hours ahead of the attack due to his actions uh, at a prior pro-Donald Trump event in Washington, D.C. Tario knew there was a warrant out for his arrest thanks to a Washington, D.C. police lieutenant who has since been charged and pleaded not guilty. Prosecutors said the evidence suggests Tario strategically calculated his arrest as a means to inspire a reaction by his followers. Tario spent most of January 6th at a hotel in Baltimore, but prosecutors said that does nothing to detract from the severity of his conduct because he was a general rather than a soldier. Since this all likely wouldn't have happened without him, this sentence should be interesting. I'm expecting more than 20 years, but we'll see. We shall see. 
Uh, yesterday. Yeah. I know. You're suffering from COVID. I'm so sorry. You're having a rough time. Uh, and you don't have the uh, uh, the health coverage of the president's family. Yesterday, first uh, lady, Jill Biden, tested positive for COVID-19. The first lady's spokesperson, Elizabeth Alexander, said in a statement, this evening, the first lady tested positive for COVID-19. She is currently experiencing only mild symptoms. She will remain at their home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. According to the White House, Biden, who's, by the way, 80, has tested negative. They will continue to test Biden as he isolates. Uh, President Kamala Harris, just saying, he is 80. We hope he doesn't get it. Uh, Airbnb is not a happy glamper. Uh, thousands of Airbnbs and short-term rentals are about to be wiped off the map in New York City. Local Law 18, which came in force today, is so strict it doesn't just limit how Airbnb operates in the city. It almost bans it entirely for many guests and hosts. From now on, all short-term rental hosts in New York must register with the city and only those who live in the place they're renting and are present when someone is staying can qualify and people can only have two guests. No more downtown apartments outfitted for bachelorette parties, cozy two and three bedroom apartments near museums for families, and even the option for people to rent out their apartment on weekends when they're away. Uh-uh, can't do it because you're not there. You have to be there to do it. While Airbnb, VRBO, and others can continue to operate in New York, the new rules are so tight that Airbnb sees it as a de facto ban on its business. But I think what's most dangerous for Airbnb is this is a template that other cities could use. Cities are short of housing, and Airbnb contributes to the housing shortage. It's really bad in Los Angeles, if you didn't know that. Uh, Airbnb, Airbnb's attempts to fight back against the new law have, to date, been unsuccessful. I actually know somebody who lives rent-free in an apartment because she first, she had an apartment. She rented it out through Airbnb, slept on a friend's couch for a while. When she made enough money, she started renting enough, another apartment. She lived there for a little bit, and then she rented that one out when she made enough money. She is renting two apartments that she signed leases for, and is that rent is paying for her third apartment. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, cities are, are really short of housing, and Airbnb contributes to this. Air <coughs> Excuse me. Airbnb attempts to fight back against the new law have, to date, been unsuccessful in New York. The company sued New York City in June, but a judge dismissed the case in August, ruling that the restrictions were entirely rational. Yeah. Look out. <laughs> I, it needs to happen here in Los Angeles. It really does. And just about anywhere. I mean, I, I think in Las Vegas, they're not allowed to have, you're not allowed to have an Airbnb, but I think that's the hotel lobby that did that. Uh, and what the hell is happening this week? First, Jimmy Buffett, then Steve Harwell from uh, Smash Mouth, and now Gary Wright. 
Dreamweaver. All dead in the last few days. What is in the water? Um, anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. I really do. I really do appreciate you a lot. Uh, bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. That's PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me or X to me or post to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on, uh, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. And remember, always remember government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles. Thank you.